Welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We like to stand for the honoring of God's Word, and that's why we do this. And we're going to read today out of Proverbs chapter 16, verses 23 through 24. And I want to ask that you would read with me. The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Come on, that's so good. So I want to ask you this question this morning, and and I want you to think about it. And I want you to think about it as the message goes along and as we continue to dive into God's Word. I believe God wants to speak today. I believe God is speaking today. I believe that with all my heart. And, and I know that you're not here by accident. So when I ask you this question, I hope that it would open up your heart and your spirit and that we'd be willing to, to ask this to God and listen to God as He responds to us through the Word, through His Word, and gives us instruction. And that is this, what words will you be known for? What words will you be known for in your life? So the title of the message today is Healers, Not Heartbreakers. And man, I am excited about getting into this. So let's pray this morning over the Word of God. Father, we thank You for the opportunity to come together in Your house, and I thank You for Your Word. It's so powerful. And God, I know that You've given me this Word for this day, for this time, for this group of people, and I pray that our hearts would be open. Holy Spirit, that I would listen to You and You would give instruction and direction, and that each of us, every single one of us, would say, God, what do You want to do in me? God, what do you want to change? What do you want to speak? I'm listening, God. My heart is open. My mind is open. And Holy Spirit, you would speak and you would have your way. It's only by your words and it's only by your power that we can be changed and transformed. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Thank you so much. In case you don't know, my name is Pastor Scotty. I'm on staff here. We get to serve under Pastor David and Janae. Love them dearly, and we're so thankful that we get to be part. So every once in a while, I get to I get to preach. It's a, it's a it's awesome to be in a church where our pastor allows the staff to preach. And and um, so every once in a while, I preach. And you know, when I preach, if you've been if you've heard me preach lately, you know there's a couple people I'm always going to talk about when I preach. One is Jesus. I always want to talk about Jesus. If it's not for Jesus, why else would I be up here? Someone say amen. And the other one is Cal, my grandson. And you're like, well, I'm, oh, you have turned into one of those people. You, can you not talk about, I don't want to hear about your grandson. Well, that's too bad. I have the microphone. I would encourage you to, you know, go make a comment on Twitter, Facebook, something to that nature. What do you want to do right now? But Cal is awesome. He's my grandson, turns four months old tomorrow, and we're so excited about that. But we had a big, we had a big happening with Cal he gave us the first, not us, we, got to, we saw it through modern technology. He gave us the first laugh, like not just the smile, but the laugh. You know what I'm talking about. Is there not a better sound in the whole world? You know, not just your grandkids, but just the, la- the, the a baby laughing, just, just getting so tickled. I mean, it makes you, it puts a smile on your face. I mean, it makes you so happy. And, of course, we, when we heard that, we were happy, and Shelly's watched it probably... 50 times would be an, uh, probably shooting under, and, and it's so amazing, and I can't, I can't even tell you how crazy we're going to go when he says our name for the first time. 
like whatever, you know, pops or shells or he grandpa or hey, ugly. I don't care if I if it's to me, I'm gonna be pumped up. Someone say amen. And you're like, you know, you've experienced it. But it's so cool to me when a, when a baby they say their first word. And both of our kids, I'd forgotten this, but both of our kids said dada first. And uh, it wasn't because I, I was any better than Shelly. It's probably because I would whisper it in their ear when they were sleeping. I had it on a tape recorder. You don't know what that is, some of you. But a tape recorder, just dada, dada, dada. And so, but they said it first. But it's amazing when a kid says their first word. It's like, wow, because, I mean, the, the, now they, they're going to, the communication has changed we're going to get to start talking. We're going to get to have this start. They're going to grow up. We're going to have this conversation. And it's just its so cool to me when that happens. Whatever your baby's first word is, mama, dada, poop, I don't know. But uh, it's amazing when they learn to communicate. It's because words are powerful. Words are powerful. And I was thinking about this in, for this message, thinking about just the power of words. And its it's been established since the very beginning because if you if you go read the, 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 uh, the creation account, if you go read the creation account, we serve the, the God of the universe. There is no lack of creativity in our God. When you look at how the universe was created, when you look at how even our human bodies are created, it's amazing. It's like, my goodness, my God is so creative. And God is all-powerful. So literally, God could have, have just waved His hand and created everything. He could have just snapped His fingers. The light would have... Clap on, and the whole light could have came, as he said. But what he said is he, what he did is he established something by speaking his word, as he said, Let there be light. Right. He actually chose to speak words because words have power, and by the word of God and by what he said, all creation happened. Come on, we serve yeah. a God that is amazing. Right. We serve a God that is, is creative, we serve a God that is powerful. You know, words, when we hear words, they invoke feelings and they invoke emotions and they have a, a bigger impact than what we think. I was thinking of, um, I, I don't know if you listen to James Dobson, but he was talking about how you should treat your kids if they're in sports. And, and this, I just wanted to give you this example to, to cause us to remember and think of how words invoke emotions. And he said, even if your, your kid does bad and they're playing sports, the, you, the thing you don't do is get in the car with them and just... Go at them. He said, actually encourage them in something you notice they did good, but you can still come back and coach them. You can still come back and give them correction. You can still come back and help them out. And, and it's, it, so if a kid does something and they played a sport and they didn't do well and you get them, you're like, well, that was stupid. I can't believe you did that. That was ridiculous. Just me saying that, it invokes emotion. You're like, what a jerk. But if you get the kid and you say, you know what? I know you weren't perfect on everything, but I saw that one thing you did. Yeah. That was awesome. That's right. That's right. I mean, you nailed that. You did it just like you were supposed to do. Now, we, there's some other things you did. We can talk about those later, but you do that. And the difference is amazing. What it strikes in our hearts and what it does to us, it just makes all this difference because words invoke feelings and emotions. Proverbs 18.21 talks about the power of, of our words, the power of the tongue. It says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
So when it comes to words, I ask the question, I want us to think about it, what will we be known for? Will we be known as someone that discourages or someone that encourages? Will we be known for someone that speaks death or someone that speaks life? Or will we be known as a heartbreaker or a healer? Someone that speaks healing. Because our words truly matter, then we should be truly intentional with our words. Don't just go and go with the flow and say, I can't control myself. That's a lie. You can control yourself. We're not animals. God created us with a, a, a space between stimulus and response where we can actually think about what we're about to do and say so we have the power to respond correctly. Come on. So we can do this. And, and, and so we have to be intentional with our words. So I want to talk about four levels of how we are known for our words. Four levels of how we are known with our words. Number one, heartbreaker. And now we're going to, this is, this is an order, heartbreaker. There's a saying that says, hurting people hurt people. You've probably heard it before, hurting people hurt people. There are people that because they have dealt with hurt and they've dealt with pain, all they are doing is continuing the cycle of hurt and pain. There is the saying that sticks and stones may may break your bones, but words can never hurt me. That is a lie. That is a lie. I've seen people that words have literally defined their life. Words have, have caused such pain that they've carried it throughout even into adulthood. Words matter. They make an impact. And when we speak certain words, we bring heartbreak. heartbreak. I, I, there was a study done, and this, this blew my mind. It said that negative words release stress and anxiety-inducing hormones. They, they showed results that, that negative self-talk actually plays a role in creating anxiety in children. Negativity begins to create this anxiety in children. Can I, I'm just going to be real with you. I have never, the, this, the younger generation has more anxiety than I, I can't believe it. Things that would, like, Shelly and I just were like, are you kidding me? Now, we were married at 19 and 18, and we encountered some, you know, when you get married that young, you're not very smart. At least one of us wasn't me. And I said, you knew it already, but I thought I'd say it. And, um, and I can't, I don't remember being that anxious and that worried about the things happening. It's because there's so much negativity out there. I mean, just go on to social media. And it's creating anxiety. And, and, and here's what's crazy about when we speak words that bring hurt and when we speak words that bring pain is that not only does it bring heartbreak to other people, it continues to put you in a cycle of heartbreak, of bitterness, of, of anger that you're never going to get out of. It's this thing that continues and continues. And I know, here's what I know is that God doesn't want us to live there. God actually wants us to break through that by His power. The first level of how we can be known is heartbreak. Number two is silence. This isn't always a bad thing. Someone say amen. You're probably thinking of someone right now. You're like, I wish they'd be silent. They talk way too much. But silence can be good. But let me, let me tell you how I believe it leads to how we should be. Proverbs 17, 28 says, Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent. And discerning if they hold their tongues. we got to remember that. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent. Listen, Abraham Lincoln said this. When you've probably heard this quote, it's amazing. Better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. <laughs> You're like, guilty. <laughs> guilty. 
I remember, have you ever, it doesn't always have to be some mean thing, but you know there's times when you say things, you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have that back. That was so stupid. That's bad self-talk, don't say that. Just say, that wasn't very intelligent. But I remember we were playing golf, there were some of us playing golf, and we were having a conversation, and we were like, I can't even remember what was going on. We were just joking around, and I thought, I'll say something witty. You know, I want to throw something out there that's witty. And uh, I said, that's right, you know, because mockery is the highest form of flattery. And I'm just like thinking pretty good. And I think Pastor Dave was with me. He started laughing. He's like, mockery. I like, yeah, mockery is the highest form of flattery. He's like, I think you mean imitation. I was like, I, I think you're right. But you don't have to be so mean about it. I mean, you know, when you're like, oh, I wish I could have that back. Oh, I missed the chance. And uh, you could never have it back. But. Sometimes we just need to stay silent and be silent, but I want us to understand that silence isn't something that should last forever. We should be silent, but we shouldn't stay silent. I love this from Benjamin Franklin. It says, remember not only to say the right thing in the right place, but far more difficult still to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. I thought, how powerful is that? What we want to practice is wisdom. Yes. Silence and speaking should be done with intent. It should be done with the right heart, and it should be done with the right motive. Right. So you can be a, a heartbreaker. You can be someone that always stays silent, or you can, number three, which I think is where we want to start really to be, and that is healthy. You can be known as someone that speaks healthy words. Yes. In our scripture, Proverbs sixteen twenty four, it says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. And if you look at that word gracious there, it actually means kindness or pleasant, delightful, beauty, favor. It's speaking to words that are, are healthy or encouraging or, up, or uplifting. There, uh, another study showed, this is crazy too, that a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. A single yeah. word. Because there's, we know there are some things that we've heard that if someone else says something, it invokes something in us, memories, hurts, pains, and it builds up just the same way that when we say a healthy word, it can invoke healthiness, it can invoke uh, encouragement. We can do that. And, and here's what I want us to remember today, that anyone, anyone can speak healthy words. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, I'm, just, I'm so glad you're in church. Maybe you got drugged here by somebody who thought, I'm never going to be able to get anything out of this. I'll just check out. But even if you're not a Christian, non-Christian, we all can speak healthy words. We all can be encouragers. We all can be kind. We all can be uplifting. We all can do this. We all can be this way. And I would encourage you to be this way. But can I say today, I want to implore those of you that are Christians, even though we're not better than anybody else, we have chosen to live our life for Jesus Christ. Hence the name Christians, little Christ. That's what we're trying to be. So shouldn't we lead the charge in speaking healthy words? Shouldn't we lead the charge? Shouldn't we be the one that is known to speak healthy words? I think that it is. I'm just going to be honest with you that there's so many times that, that Christians are viewed a certain way by non-Christians. But even myself, I've seen some Christians in the church that I'm like, are, are you okay? Is, is everything all right? Because judging by the look on your face, you hate life. Yeah. You're like, well, maybe they're having a bad day. No, I'm talking about a bad year, 
a bad decade. But you kind of get this. We got this picture. Adam, do you have that picture? Yeah, I got it, Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Talk to you. can throw it up there if you want to. There, that's what I envision half the time. And what people outside of the church, if, if, we all know Walter, but you're like, you know Mr. Walter, that guy, he seems so angry, so bitter. So, and, you're like, and you're like, yes, he's a Christian. They're like, well, I don't want any of that. It happens, doesn't it? Shouldn't we be full of joy? And you're like, well, I have difficult things. I know, but God's joy supersedes difficult times. And I, you're like, man, you're being hard. I'm not being hard. I'm being honest. We have the Spirit of God inside of us. We should lead the way. You say, well, I'm fine, Pastor Scotty. Well, let your face know it because everybody else doesn't think you are. And they don't want anything to do with what you got. <laughs> so what if our language actually brought a difference to people and it brightened people's day? I love in, in, in 1 Samuel, it, it talked about, if you remember the story, Jonathan ate some of the honeycomb and it said his eyes brightened. He saw his son, Jonathan, his eyes brightened because this talked about honeycomb. Honeycomb has all kinds of nutritional value, but it's sweet. It brightens you. It gives you energy. And we can be the same way when we go into people's life. We can say healthy things. Come on. Amen. And then the fourth thing, the fourth level, this is the top one. It's not just healthy words. It's healing words. And I like to put a, another thing on there, life-giving. It's healing, life-giving words. This is the highest level of how we can be known for our words. And it's because it goes beyond the natural and into the supernatural. Maybe you forget that as Christians, we actually get to function in the supernatural. We get to do things beyond our own power, our own strength, our own background. But when we have healing, life-giving words that flow out of us, we step out of who just we are and we begin to function on behalf of Jesus Christ. And I want to just remind us today that only Jesus, only His words can truly heal. Only His words can truly transform. Only His words can truly uh, cause bitterness to dissolve. Only His words bring about life. It's only by confessing Jesus as Lord that the old is gone and the new has come. And when we function in the healing, life-giving power of Jesus, we get to share those words. Psalms 147.3 tells us that God heals the brokenhearted, binding up their wounds. That's the God we serve. And when we speak the life-giving words of Jesus, we actually follow in the footsteps of the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And when we speak the Word of God by the Holy Spirit, we actually follow in the footsteps of our Father. Meaning we speak healing words. You're like, I can't heal nobody. Oh, let me tell you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, your words can bring healing because it points them to Jesus and God. Yes. Quit discrediting what God can do through you. And it's not just for one or two of us, it's for all of us. That we get to carry these life-changing, powerful words of God. When we speak it, it brings change. See, here's the deal. When you come into a situation or when you walk up on somebody, you already have a reputation probably. They hear your footsteps coming and what kind of rep are you going to have when you come there? Are they like, oh my, oh, this person, is, it's going to be this and that or I, this person, I always leave uplifted and challenged because you are blessed to be able to carry with your footsteps yeah, right. 
the word of God. Listen to what Romans 10, what Paul is saying, verses 14 through 15. This is so good. It says, how then can they call on, on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Man, come on. It's good to speak healthy words, but it's great to speak life-giving words. Let's not settle for good when we get to function in the great. Amen? So how can we do it as Christians? How can we go to that place where we're speaking the life-giving words of Jesus Christ? I want to share this life principle. This is a life principle that you're not going to get around. It's just going to be how it is. And that is what you take in is what you give out. What you take in is what you give out. I probably said it a hundred times to my kids. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. But it doesn't stop when you're a kid. We want to lay it down when we get to a certain age. And we want to wonder why we deal and, and have frustrations and all these things. I'm telling you, you, what you take in is what you give out. I'm saying it over and over because I want you to hear it and listen to what Jesus said about this principle. He said, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of, a, out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. That's the problem. You keep trying to change your speech. You don't know why your, your speech can't change, but you haven't changed what you're taking in. Change what you're taking in and the speech will follow. Listen, if you hang around negative people all the time, I'm, I'm just going to be real people that gossip, that they love talking about the hurts and pains of other people because they're just so full of jealousy. Let me tell you what's going to come out of you. Jealousy, negativity, joy at someone else's problems and situations. If you hang around positive people that are encouraging, that believe that you can do anything, let me tell you what's going to come out of you. Positive things. Believe you can do anything. You're like, well, I'm just a realist. Well, that's okay. And that's when you start practicing how to be silent until you actually have something good to say. And if that's what we do, if, if what we take in negative produces negative, if what we take it in positive produces positive, then what we really need to understand is if we're going to truly give life-giving, healing words, then what we have to do is we have to take in the life-giving words of Jesus Christ. Why in the world are people belittling the Bible when I'm saying, no, it's the true word of God. We should be filling ourselves with the word of God. I'm like, if you, there is no limit to how often you should be in church. There is no limit to how often you should listen to worship. There is no limit to how often you should be in your word. There is no limit to how much you should hang around in small groups and other people. There is no limit unless you don't want to share the life-giving words of Jesus. What you take in is what you will give out. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. God didn't ask us to be perfect. But I'm just telling you, it's a principle. I need to hear it. You need to hear it. We as Christians need to continually hear it because it needs to be in our minds, in our hearts, that we have to fill ourselves. with. If we're going to change the world, if we're going to change the people around us, if we're going to influence our families, if we're going to do this, then we have to be full of the Spirit of God. We have to be full of His Word. And that's what Jesus is telling us. See, the world has plenty of empty speech. 
Words that are just useless. What it needs is healing. The world tries to offer up, like Jesus said here, it tries to offer up thorn bushes and briars and say to you, that's what will fulfill you. Arguments, fighting, self-promotion, selfishness, self-fulfillment, do what you want. This is where you find true happiness. This is what will fulfill you. But those are all lies from the enemy because the enemy knows that will never fulfill you, will never be fulfilled in those type of things that bring harshness and bitterness. What you're looking for, that maybe the world doesn't even know they're looking for, is his words. Because Jesus offers up the real fruit. He offers up that that changes us. And it only grows in us by His Word and by His Spirit. And when we live by the Spirit of God, we offer up life-changing fruit. Life-changing words. When we're full of His presence. I remember we were doing a, uh, and you've probably experienced this, we were having a a big day at our, a church we used to be at, and we, we were celebrating. We were going to eat afterwards and do these things. And, and Shelly and I got these, um, we got these, we ordered these cookies, these custom cookies. And uh, we ordered them, and we're like, we get there, and we, we paid decent money for them. And when I lifted up the box, I was just like, really? This, this is it? And then I was even more disappointed when I tasted one. I was like, I can handle it tasting bad, if it, you know, if at least if it looks good. Give me one or the other. But I was so disappointed. It's like when someone's told you about some place, like this place, the steak is amazing. And you go and you eat the steak and you're like, this is like cardboard. This is horrible. I'm never going to listen to this person again. They don't know anything about food. And you're like so disappointed. That's what happens when the world, they keep saying, this will fulfill you, this will fulfill you, this will fulfill you, do this, listen to this, and they keep coming back empty because there is a hole inside of us that will never be filled that like it's supposed to be outside of Jesus Christ and His Word. Everything else, it, you, it may give you temporal satisfaction, but it will not ever fulfill you. And what the world needs is true Words of healing. They don't need these empty words that are offered up by everything else. They need the life-changing words that we can speak by the Spirit of God. And it only happens if we remember what we take in is what we give out. Philippians 4.8, as Paul is talking to the church, he's he's sharing them this, this principle too. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Come on. Come on. We got to change the way that we think. We got to change what we listen to. We got to change what we see. We got to change what we allow to come into our spirit. It matters. And I love this. John chapter 6, verse 63. Jesus saying, The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. Jesus' words fill us up. And every single one of us to say we are a Christian, if we've given our life to Christ, we actually become messengers of God. We are sharing His news. We are sharing who He is. We are sharing His goodness. And I promise you, it's contrary to what is being shared in the world. Because when the world gives out things, the Spirit is contrary to that. When the world gives out hate, the Spirit gives out love. Not a love that's just built in self. A love that is an agape love that goes beyond anything you could ever imagine. When the world gives out depression, the Spirit of God gives out joy. 
When the world gives out turmoil and destruction, the Spirit of God gives peace. When the world gives out impulsiveness, the Spirit of God gives out patience. When the world gives out hate and hurt, the Spirit of God gives out kindness. When the world gives out immorality, the Spirit of God gives out goodness. When the world tries to give out disobedience, the Spirit of God gives out faithfulness. When the world tries to give out harshness and, and all things like that, the Spirit of God gives out gentleness. And when the world tries to give out self-satisfaction, the Spirit of God gives out self-control. People are looking for it and they don't even know what they're looking for until they see it or until they hear it. And it strikes a chord in them of something they've been missing their whole life. We're the ones that share it. We're the way. You're like, I'm flawed. Good. Me too. I got issues. That's fine. So does everyone else we see about. But we can still walk with the Spirit of God and here's what's awesome. When you begin to share His healing words, when you begin to share who He is, not only is it strengthening those around you, it strengthens your spirit right. yeah. in you. Just as bad corrupts bad, good builds good. Yes. Yes. And it's our choice today. I read a deal that said that the average human speaks roughly 16,000 words a day. That's a lot of words. 16,000 words a day. I'm about to finish too. Whoever wants to. Not whoever, but whoever's playing. Um, whoever can play. <laughs> Some random person just comes up there playing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I'm like, would you stop, please? Please. I wouldn't say it hatefully because those would be harsh words, but 16,000 words a day. I, I was thinking about this, how many empty words we speak, which I, we know. We're, just, we're, we're humans, right? We say things, but what if we saw 16,000 chances to speak life? 16,000 chances to, to bring healing. 16,000 chances to encourage. 16,000 chances to share the good news. You're like, Pastor Scotty, I don't know a lot of the Bible. I don't get into that. Can you share what Jesus did for you? Can you share the good news? That's that Jesus Christ came and he died for us and he rose again and we get to call him Savior. This is the chances we get to share. We all get to do it. We all get to do it. It's our choice today. We can be a heartbreaker or we can be a healer. Amen. This morning I, wo I woke up and God had, God had laid someone on my heart. And not a, not, a, not a person like your name or anything like that. But someone that has dealt with some, some difficult things and in life when it comes to this and, and I just want everyone if you would just hone in because I truly believe the Holy Spirit wants to move and set someone free today but God just showed me this morning I woke up and, and uh, began to deal with me on someone that has you've actually become pretty proficient at cutting people and hurting them with your words there are times when you try not to but it's like this cycle you can't get out of and you keep doing it and at the real heart of it is it's a defense mechanism. You're putting up barriers and you're putting up, putting yourself in where no one can get to you. And, and what God was showing me, it's not the hurt that you've endured and the reason that cycle started. It started not because of you, but when you were innocent and young, someone spoke things in your life that were hurtful and negative. You had nothing to do with it, but it, it created 
and it wreaked havoc in your life and you've perpetuated that even though at times you don't want to, it's what continues to happen. And I truly believe that God was saying that that can all change today. That can all change today. He can, he can, he can renew your mind. But it's not going to be just today. It's going to be a continual renewing. You're going to see it change and transform in the days ahead. Today can be the fresh start, but it's going to continue to grow. And you're literally going to look back a week from now and a month from now, and you're not going to recognize what happened because what you tried to do for years, God can do supernaturally. And I know He wants to do it. I know with all my heart. He gave me a scripture for you. Matthew 19, 26 says, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. You've tried and you've tried and you've tried. Let God do it. Fill yourself with God and His Word. He's going to change. And as a matter of fact, where people used to try to get away from you, they're going to be drawn because of what you're going to speak is God's Word. It's going to change your family. It's going to change your spouse. It's going to change those around you. And God will receive the glory. Amen. Let's pray this Thank you for being a part of the Summit Church podcast today. We pray that God used today's podcast to draw you closer to Him. You can stay in the know at Summit by following us on social media. Thank you again for being a part. This is the Summit Church podcast.